0: Mortgages escape high rates and embrace your financial freedom today.
1: On the huddle this evening, we've got Kane Thompson, former Labor Party press secretary, and Tim Wilson, Maxim Institute highlights. Hello, hello. Yeah. Kane, the punishment for the teacher over the top or fair?
2: Um, yeah, this is a this is a toughie. Look, I I I was listening to Max before. I'm not sure that it's necessarily um, on one hand. It's an issue of. Um, some person's beliefs, religious beliefs, versus um, the right of someone to determine their sex. I think there's a different issue here, which is also complicating the uh, the fact, which is that the teacher has some power and authority, and there was some intent here, because the teacher took the student aside and said to him, look, my Christian values mean that, you know, I'm not going to talk to you this way, and you're going down a path of sin. So there was clearly some intent. There was an issue of power and authority over the student's, Um, So I think those things aggravate the situation. So I'm not sure that it's just a clear-cut, well, his views versus my views. Mm. Tim?
0: Yeah, look, I... I, I hear what you're saying there, Kane. but I do think that the uh, the response of the Teachers' Council is disproportionate. You look back a few years ago, there was a teacher who fabricated grades, falsified the head of department's signature and lied about uh, classes, the classes that they had taught, and then tried to hire a gang member to kneecap the principal. That teacher kept their registration by the Teachers' Council. <laughs> I mean- this is someone... This is someone who has uh, uh, an individual conscience issue, uh, who is who who is expressing it. And sure, you may say it's a power relationship, but obviously this is this is quite disproportionate by comparison.
1: I mean, I, I would have to agree if you compare those two, definitely is disproportionate, isn't it? Um, Kane, what do you make of the banking inquiries? Is it everything you've ever been hoping for?
2: Oh, look, I sat down at Christmas time last year and I wished and I wished and I wished and I hoped that we would get this banking inquiry. And, um, you know, I think it's going to fall flat just like every other um, <laughs> Commission inquiry. The, the one that we had into petrol, um, petrol prices, and the moment the minister asked the question and the prices dropped four cents, we all went, yay, it's working. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there was the supermarket inquiry and I'm sure stuff's coming on that too. I don't know if the question's the right set of questions I, I'm not an expert in banking but I also think you know yes there's a little bit of responding to the public mood there's grumpiness there's massive profits and and people see it as a transfer of my wealth to the bank yeah. um, and I, I think it's as simple as that people are just grumpy about it I don't know that it's it's um, requiring a, an inquiry of any kind.
1: Yeah, but see, see th- this is exactly right, Tim, right? Because Kane has basically nailed it. This is just a political stunt. And I mean, all, all power to the politicians if that's what, what, the, what they want to do with their time. But this is a political stunt that delivers a tiny little report in August, just ahead of the October election, which means that Labour can use the banks as a whipping boy for the cost of living crisis,
0: right? Yeah, and the... Well, the thing is, too, that, um, of course, and of course the banking industry will say that, but the return on asset is not high historically. So um, I guess that that's actually a question of who decides how high too high profits are. Um, and is is it competitive? Well, there's 16 retail banks operating, and golly, yes, it is an election year, so.
1: Mhm. So dot, dot, dot. Okay, we'll come back with you guys in just a tick. You're back with the huddle, Tim Wilson, Kane Thompson. Kane, I don't want to get myself in trouble here, but you're a Maori man, aren't you?
2: I am indeed. All
1: right, good, thank God. Okay, so what do you think of the ethnicity thing, bumping people up the waiting list?
2: I've had a look at um, David Seymour's post today about um, you know e- ethnic prioritisation in relation to cancer treatment. I'm not quite sure how he's getting there on that. And maybe there's something that I'm missing. I mean, I had a, a look at the minutes that he's relying on to inform his press release and it kind of refers to data capture um, by category and by priority and ethnicity and a whole range of other things, but it refers to data. But if you look at the big system, you know, it's, it's interesting that um, we, have re- we have started talking about this issue in relation to only one of the criteria and that's around ethnicity. I think that the whole thing has to be put into perspective. There are a range of criteria That relate to time on the waiting list, geographic location. Um, Clinical need is number one, Um, and surgeons have been making that statement for the last two days. Clinical need is number one, Um, but there are risk factors associated with certain ethnicities. So, you know, I'm a Maori male. 41% of Maori in New Zealand um, have some contact, personal contact with cancer. 31% of non-Maori have, you know, personal contact with, with cancer is treating cancer amongst Māori a priority, then obviously it would be, because if you can reduce rates amongst Māori, you can re- improve overall health outcomes. So I think there, there is a facts-based, science-based um, way of looking at this. Um, I'm a little bit nervous about the ethnicity is the only thing driving this, because I don't think it is. Tim? Yeah, I guess
0: you know thinking about that the, the cancer thing today, um, clinical need, wait time, um, geographical location, economic deprivation. I just wonder, and I hear what you're saying, um, Kana, but I wonder what the ethnic data is capturing that's actually missing, given those other, um, I guess. Yeah, that, that's a good
1: point, right? If and, you if you're capturing everything that you need in the the other categories, then what are you getting from the ethnicity? ethnicity?
0: I, I wonder if ethnicity is just a bit too baggy. I mean, it does direct mm. us to say, okay, there is a difference here, but is it sufficient to to get us to where we need to do to fix the problem? So, for example, with the surgical referrals, um, you know, you don't you don't necess- you fix the referral issue. Don't use race to remedy that. Don't don't use ju- injustice to create another
2: injustice. Mm.
1: Kane, do you know this man Tony Randall at Wellington City Council?
2: I don't know him, but what a hero.
1: What a hero. He stopped all of you having to drive at 30 k's an hour, like, like basically single-handedly, didn't he?
2: I know. Not all heroes wear capes, as they say, but um, <laughs> how impressive that he was able to find something that was drafted by an officer, that was seen by their manager, that was seen by their general manager, that was seen by their director, that was seen by the chief executive, and then was seen by a subcommittee and a all the way to the council table nobody had seen it and there he was he pulled out his magic pen and he circled it and he found that there was a problem I think um it kind of makes the case for um making sure that the checks and balances within councils are right but he's done a great job and good on him.
1: Tim this does this not make a case actually for why you need to elect to council people who have real life business experience so they can apply it at the council table
0: Oh, completely, completely. And uh, I, it's, he, is, uh, he is amazing. He's not just uh, the other guy uh, in a 60s sitcom called uh, The Odd Couple. His name was Tony Randall, too. I don't want to be Mr. Misery Guts here, but how the hell did that kind of error get up that high? Like, whose head's going to roll over this? Who's going to take the responsibility? Because someone needs to.
1: Yeah, totally. Hey, but but I mean, I, frankly, I don't care as long as they don't do it. And Kane, the business case has collapsed, does not it? It's gone from cost-benefit of 7.7 to negative 1.8. They can't do it.
2: Well. <laughs>
1: they'll <laughs> find <laughs> a way.
2: <laughs> I don't know if the business it's not case yet. matters. No, it's not. And I think the business case is always great when it's on the side of the decision. But as soon as the business case isn't, then it becomes a political decision. And I think the political decision here will be to impose the 30K speed limit across the city. No. Love it or hate it, I no, think. It's no. coming.
0: Here's, here's the thing, you don't like those numbers? They've got some other numbers to support oh. their case. It's all done and dusted.
1: Man, Kane, you need to leave Wellington while you're still young enough. To... Guys, thank you. Tim Wilson, Maxim Institute, Kane Thompson, uh, former Labour Party press secretary.
0: For more from Heather Duplessy Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. 90% of parenting is just thinking
1: about when you can have a break. <sighs>